And then we are off to the races here. Another episode of uh, the Dropkick Basement uh, Pro Wrestling Podcast um, for a uh, kind of a mid-March. Um, we're on the road to WrestleMania. Um, and the topic that we are discussing uh, on this particular episode is how we would change uh, previously, uh, I don't want to call them bad WrestleManias, but WrestleManias that have a little bit of a checkered history. Um, so as usual, I've got my uh, co-host, uh, the Solid Five, uh, Matt Geiger. That's me. To my right. Uh, I am obviously your host, uh, Mike Madden, the franchise as I call myself. And we are joined. We have a third microphone um, on the show here. We got our, our good friend and pro wrestling super fan. Uh, we call him super fan. <laughs> um, Tommy Schultz. Tommy, welcome to the show with uh, with the guys here at Dropkick Basement. How you doing, boys? Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, for agreeing to come on here and uh, and talk about garbage WrestleManias and and hopefully you know all of us have some great ideas on how to uh, how to improve the status of uh, of some far gone manias that uh, that have uh, kind of spotty outcomes. So uh, Tommy, since you are uh, new to the show uh, and this is your first time. With the uh, with the fan base, kind of go over a little bit of your uh, your wrestling fandom, and you know, you know what makes you a uh, what makes you a fan, and what makes you uh, continue to keep uh, you know kind of digging back to these uh, these bad WrestleManias, so to speak. I mean, I I grew up. My, I mean, my dad used to watch it, uh, you know, kind of as a joke. I would say, look, um, look at these guys. What are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, like. When he was a kid, he he loved it, but then he would just kind of watch it as like, this is a, uh, a like an event that me and my buddies can go get drunk at kind of deal. Okay, yeah. and uh, you know, so he would he would be watching like Saturday mornings, and as a kid sitting in the high chair, you know, I'm just enthralled with this. Like, what the hell <laughs> are all these guys doing? Yeah, their face paint and all this stuff. Um, but you know, I just kind of uh, I stuck with it and. Since I literally since I can remember, I've been watching wrestling and uh, I mean, mainly grew up big on like Hulkamania mm -hmm. and the Warrior, you know, early late 80s, early 90s, WWF. And then when the Monday Night Wars got hot, uh, that's when I started dabbling in uh, like regularly in WCW. Um, but yeah, like now. I mean, since, you know, I have a few people I know that got into the actual wrestling business, sure. I watch literally everything. You uh, could say you know a couple of people. The, <laughs> yeah, a few. Uh, but, you know, AEW, uh, not so much WWE now, but uh, got heavy into the indies, mm. like as a teenager, uh, did all the backyard wrestling and stuff. And uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's just, it's been a long journey and uh, somehow... Uh, this wacky world keeps me in. It, it keeps still keeps you enthralled. Back. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, uh, yeah, again, you know, anytime that we get together and watch pay-per-views or, you know, go to an indie show, um, you know, some of the shows that we've gone to have uh, almost put us all to sleep. But uh, <laughs> it <laughs> certainly <laughs> is. Drove uh, us to drink. Or, yeah, it certainly is a, uh, you know, uh, we catch some good ones and we see some uh, some future stars out here on the uh Mostly the Jersey and uh, and New York uh, indie scene, so um, so that's great. Like a uh, you know good explanation of the uh, of of the metamorphosis of a uh, of a kid in a high chair watching Hulkamania all the way to uh, you know uh, probably going to a couple uh, GCW uh, 
oh, or, yeah. uh, or CZW deathmatch tournaments back in the Tor- day too. Tournament of death in DJ Hyde's parents' backyard. It was it was quite a quite an event. What a pl- <laughs> what a place to have a show for sure. <laughs> so, um, unfortunately, you know, maybe in a future episode we'll book a. Uh, you know, fantasy death matches with uh, oh, with boy. wrestlers who've oh. never done death matches. <laughs> but uh, that, that would be something. But we're on the uh, on the topic of uh, mediocre or bad WrestleMania. So um, you have uh, you have picked a good one, um, which I think is you know it, it's got its merits. It's got its decent matches, and then there's some you know kind of booking disasters. So um, really, the 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 reason that we've kind of all come together to to do this episode is we're taking uh, these original WrestleManias and we are, uh, we're using the talent that's, you know, that's available at the time um, and then rebooking that WrestleMania and changing up um, as much of the card as we can. Uh, I believe I set the rule that you do have to keep three of the original matches intact. Um, You know, whether we all stick to that or not is, is, you know, totally arbitrary, but um, let's just have a good time and uh, and Tommy, we'll let you kick off. Uh, you are uh, you're the man on the clock right now. So I'm tell us very, what you're doing. Very much so. Looking forward to hearing about a bunch of matches I've never seen. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so this is actually uh, I'm going back to April 5th, 1992, WrestleMania Eight, mm. uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, in the Hoosier Dome. Uh, this is the first WrestleMania I ever watched live All uh, right. on pay per view. So this is kind of near and dear to my heart because as a kid, I loved it. And as you go back and watch it, that love fades <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> so um, so there are two. So first of all, there's a match that we never got to see uh, that was cut for time. And I'm kind of bummed about it. And I was like debating when I was rebooking this on trying to like lobby to use this as a keeper but mm-hmm. I, I decided to scrap it which was bulldog versus the berserker which i think would have oh, been hmm. a pretty badass match <clears throat> but um so the card as it stood back in uh 92 was the opener of Shawn michaels and tito santana which on paper sounds great yeah however they went almost 20 minutes two and yeah yeah that's too long for Tito Santana in 92. <laughs> El Matador, uh, Tito Santana. Exactly. And it was like when Sean was pretty much first breaking into like the HBK character. So I, 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 can, I can see what they were doing where they're trying to, you know, they're trying to get this guy over. But, uh, yeah, it just it went too long. Mm-hmm. And, and he's, st- he's was, still had uh, Sherry Martell with him, right? Yes, he had okay, Sherry good. with him. She, you know, she was still singing the song and stuff. Um, oh boy. The superior version of uh, <laughs> Sexy Boy, by the way. Yes, 100% agree with that. It still right. still gets me every time. <laughs> so uh, after that, uh, we had uh, Taker versus Jake the Snake Roberts, who was pretty much on his way out mm-hmm. at this point with yeah. uh, WWE, uh, WWF at the time, um, ready to jump ship to WCW. Um, it was whatever. Um you know, it was relatively short. That was they a quick one, like, yeah, yeah. They only went like maybe five minutes. Um, I believe this was the first time Taker did the the uh, the tombstone on the outside of the ring, which which was like pretty. It at the time, like as a kid, it was pretty cool. And the stuff mm. that they did with like the um, what did they uh, the uh, funeral parlor, 
the funeral parlor segments they did leading up to Mania, yeah, like superstars yeah. and stuff. That was pretty good because Jake is always good on the mic. And that's when Jake was uh, what did he lock? Uh, he locked Undertaker's hand in the casket yes. and then gave uh, Paul Bearer the DDT on yep. the funeral parlor. Yeah, yeah Jake. I'm just to just to kind of ex, uh, expand on how good Jake was in like I guess this whole year leading up to this being his last WrestleMania at the time. Um, you know, had that that mini feud with the Warrior where he was like playing the psychological games on him. Yep. Then that feud with Savage was bonkers. The craziest yep. stuff I've all, some some of the craziest stuff I've ever seen. We will get to that later. All right, very good, very good. But <laughs> I, I really, even though this was the end of his run there, I still think Jake did a great job leading up to his his departure. Shout out to Absolutely. Paul Bear for taking a DDT. Yeah, yeah, on the funeral <laughs> parlor floor for sure. Yeah, probably no padding there. So now, <laughs> that's why his voice is the way it is. Mm. All right, so then uh, after that, we had the IC title match with Brett and Piper, which, I mean, I think we could all pretty much confidently... You might not have seen it yet, but, I mean, I think we can confidently say it's probably Piper's best match ever. Yeah, oh, for sure, yeah. Um, and then we have, oh, man, this is a Donnie Brook. The big boss man, Virgil, Sergeant Slaughter, and Jim Duggan versus the Mountie, the Nasty Boys, and the Repo Man. Ugh. Wow. <laughs> in an eight-man tag, which I'm pretty sure was ring announced by the host of Family Feud at the time. Oh, yeah, and he I did like little, that. yeah, uh, oh, Ray Combs, the late Ray Combs. Yes. Uh, rest yep. in peace. Uh, but, yeah, no, he uh, he had a few jokes, and, like, he was actually pretty, uh, he was pretty funny. He was a pretty sharp guy, so. It, it sounds like they better took, than the match. It yeah. sounds like they just took all the good guys that were left in the back and all the bad guys that were left in the back. They're like, yeah, just go five minutes, yeah, whatever. Pretty much. Yeah. That's hundred percent what they did. It's just getting people paid. In. They they got repo man on, on WrestleMania. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Listen. <laughs> uh, all right. So after that, uh, we got the world title match, which was Randy Savage versus Ric Flair, which mm -hmm. was, I mean, probably should have closed the show. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It's first of all, it's a world title match. Second of all, two of, I mean, granted you got Hogan, but two of the biggest uh, stars at the time and probably the two best, uh, maybe not the two best, but like top five workers in the company. At the Absolutely. Time, and sure. it's a hot feud, too. Yes. Um, and then after that, we got a, a, a WrestleMania debut of Tatanka. Taking Ooh. on Rick the Model Martel, who mm. is like a guilty pleasure of mine. I love. He is great. Yeah, Rick he's Martel. great. <laughs> Tatanka was my guilty pleasure growing up. We used to like do the skip around the. Oh, the with the chop. All. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just four Geigers just skipping around the house. <laughs> yeah. I, that's a true story too. <laughs> oh god. Uh, and then uh, so then next was the uh, the tag title match, uh, which was the Natural Disasters versus Money Incorporated. Which. Mm. Yep. Mm -hmm. That happened. Next. See, <laughs> it's, it's now not knowing much about this uh, WrestleMania, not remembering much about it, it. Hearing this card, it seems bonkers that that the heavyweight championship was put on that early in the card, and then you have these matches going on after it. Yeah. yeah. Well, well the, and the, the bring down. I, think I, I know guess. what the main event is. I don't want. I'll, I'll 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 validate whether or not I was correct when Tommy gets there, but it it, it's, it wouldn't be worth it in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I really don't, like, I'll, a lot of these early WrestleManias when I was, like, you know, trying to figure out which one I wanted to do, 
you look at these cards and you're like, this is this is just like a house show that has a big main <laughs> event at the end. That's it's true, just, yeah. And well, no, and that, and even that's like that, that's kind of like if you listen to these guys on their now their podcast, but like a decade ago or two decades ago when they were all doing shoot interviews, it was like, we didn't treat it like a special event. Like you had to go to work like the next day or like you yeah. were on the European tour, like, you know, a week after that WrestleMania. So you had two days off, but then you were like jamming on the road. And it's like, yeah, why put on like marquee matches if these are just going to be your, you know, you're not really like, you know, I hate to say it. Like when we get to mine too, like it's, originally oh on paper God, yeah. it's like we're not blowing off any of these feuds like these guys are on television all week you know and, all and, for six weeks before this and i really don't think that uh i mean you i would say five well definitely three but like three five and six had the big storyline for the main event mm-hmm. but literally everything else was just an afterthought it's it's and weird. i don't think it was until about maybe uh 10 or 12 where they like started to try and make everything cohesive instead of just like we're just gonna throw like coco beware against bad news brown yeah yeah they're they're developing more of the undercard stories to make it cohesive and and to to fill out the match you know to make everything work in order and well yeah so the guys have time too and it's not just like a you know yeah you have the natural disasters and the and money inc might have had like a little bit of a feud before this but you're probably only what did that end up being like a five minute match yeah uh, so i'm on Man. like i'm on the wikipedia for it and it's it was 838 yeah that's that that so you are, have, you're not telling a story you're basically like you're putting a period on it and you know and moving on to the next thing so no like on this show you have Four matches that were twenty plus minutes, and everything else was less than ten. Yeah, yeah. I did look so, at the times on the uh, on those matches when we were looking at it the other day, and it, it was weird. Yeah, yeah it's just, weird seeing like not only that, but like uh, thinking about these guys like they're going to get eight minutes on WrestleMania. To them, it's just another day, and they're mm-hmm. they're not thinking about anything else besides just that match, and then they move on. So, like, is it a mentality for them that? Like tomorrow's another day, and meanwhile, this whole spectacle is going on around them. And how how hard is it to make us believe that this is the best match they're ever going to be in? You know what I mean? That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to this day, WrestleMania sells out without announcing a card. So I don't even know if, like, at the time, I don't think that they really cared about the actual show itself. It was more about just putting on this spectacular event that was like a ton of people that had one big blow off at the end Mm. well and i think the other side of that like now it sells just based on name value alone but it took a long time for that to to be the case for wwf that's Um, true yeah this era you know i would say like any time before you got to wrestlemania 10 a lot of it was well we know hogan's going to be at the top yeah how many celebrities can we sprinkle in through this thing and then let's get are five or six other important people you know we'll you know we'll divide them up and and yeah you know just liberally use them you know in the build up to it and hope for the best at the end of it you know exactly and a lot of these shows were like super long too they were like it, it wasn't it's not that they were like long in length it was their 15 matches yeah you're shoving 15 matches into three hours which is 
that's never a good idea. Well, I mean, that, that's a classic example of like <laughs> WrestleMania four and WrestleMania five, four yeah. being that long ass sixteen man T- tournament tournament. <laughs> tournament, and then you have like five other matches and on the card, and it's like yeah, this thing's taking forever. And then five was just five's got good matches, but five really could have been chopped. A third of it could have come off. Yes. You know. So anyway, we didn't mean to, to yes. kind of sidetrack on the length of WrestleManias. Um, you were up to the tag title match. Yeah, so the tag title match happens. That's not any good at all. <laughs> uh, and the natural disasters wind up winning by countout, which... Oh, what a great... You, who booked that? Guess, uh, <laughs> Pat Patterson take a night off? Or? <laughs> then next, uh, in a one minute and 36 second match, you have Owen Hart, who is like... Uh, I think he was teaming with Jim Neidhart at the time. as like oh, baggy the pants. New, the new foundation. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and he beats Skinner, our favorite oh, wrestler. Yeah. Fabulous one, Steve Kern. <laughs> so let me, Tommy, let me circle back to something. How long was that eight-man tag match? The eight, although the eight-man tag match is only six, six, around like seven minutes. Yeah, you scrap that match and you give Owen eight minutes. Oh, listen. Yeah. His his pants weren't going to hold up for eight minutes. Then <laughs> was he, he was wearing like the uh, oh. the like jo- uh, baggy boys. Yeah, genie oh, pants. Zumbas? They were they were kind of a combination of Zumbas and oh, what Sabu would eventually wear. Yeah, they, it was not a good. I look. remember and the he, jackets he, that they came to, out in. And he had like, suspenders on with them. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, seeing Jim Nyhart in that outfit is not believable <laughs> at all. It's a lot of material. Uh, uh, <laughs> so then uh, after that we get to our main event. Um, which, ugh, uh, Hulk Hogan versus Sid Justice, mm-hmm. uh, which ends by disqualification when Papa Shango runs out, and then you have uh, the Warrior make his uh, surprise return at yeah. the end, and yeah, uh, it was that was just, I mean, it was not good. I don't think Hogan and Sid ever. It's had a non-finish. Uh, a non-finish in the main event of WrestleMania. Sid was with uh, Doctor Whippleman. Yes, Dr. Harvey Whippleman. Old downtown Bruno himself. Uh, what was the pop like for Warrior on that? Uh, I mean, I would say it was pretty good, but at the same time, it was just it was he just ran to the ring and that was it. Yeah, and then he saved Hogan and they held hands for a little while. And it, then uh, it seems a little weird that they would end the match the Whitley in a no, in a no decision. It, yeah. And then yeah. and then sent him out there because the whole, whole crowd's probably still wondering what happened to the end. To the, like the end mm-hmm. of the match or why they ended it the way they did. And then you just throw a guy out there to get a cheer. Yeah. <laughs> well, like my theory with that is you probably don't want to beat Sid. Cause I'm assuming they had bigger ideas for him. That just never came to fruition. But that huh. then if you don't have him, if you don't put that as the main event, if you put Savage flair as the main event, then you don't have a big deal. Like if, if Hogan beats him by disqualification in the middle of the card, it's not as big of a, Right. You know, like let down. But you don't end the show. They but want the every show just ended with Ho- Ho- with Hogan imposing. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. seems like they wanted more of the the big reaction from the fans rather than putting a great wrestling match on in the main. Oh, hundred percent. But yeah. that was almost that's all they there. always do that though. Like yeah. you know, even even now on day two of WrestleMania, you're not getting the best wrestling match ever. You're getting the biggest star ever. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Mm. Which makes sense. I I get it, but I mean, people aren't gonna leave. 
No, that's the, that's for sure. Well, Hogan was on. Put the kids in the car. Yeah, <laughs> they still do that, but they still do the the, the cheap heat and, and trying to get you know the um the, those pops wherever they can on WrestleMania. Yeah. It's like having Hulk Hogan come out for the 80th time is going to do something. I yeah, think people true. are sick of it now, but you, you, there's so the many time, casual no. fans that still cheer when he comes out. That's true. Yeah. 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 All right. So now that we know what the original card was and a little bit of the critiques of the original card, how do you improve it? All right. So what I'm going to do first is I'm going to I'm going to tell you just the I'll, I'm going to give the whole card, but I'm going to tell you the three matches that I kept because I okay. kept it to three. I kept the uh, the Piper. Brett match as you should yeah because mm-hmm. it was great and if you the if other... you did by the way if you didn't keep that i would have put you on mute for the rest of the episode <laughs> we're, 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 tommy we're, failed we oh. wouldn't have told you either you would have been talking and like why are they keep why do they keep going <laughs> and then for the other two matches i kind of did a little cheat a little bit because i thought the show as a whole was so bad that i kind of wanted to just restructure the whole thing to Try and make it the best show possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I feel like those older WrestleManias had the a few always had like a few quick matches by like underneath guys. So sure. I kept Tatanka and Martel and Owen and Skinner. Okay. Just All to right. be like quick change of pace, like a popcorn match kind of deal. Yeah. And That's and- also a good way to further project uh further uh take the the rest of the, the pay per view and and really make it something special too like that that that's that was my thought process you keep the short matches and now you can build with the time you have on these awesome matches that you're rebooking yes exactly all right so uh the rebook show uh we're keeping it we're gonna get i know you said we could change venues Mm -hmm. i thought about that for the main event i thought about like maybe putting it somewhere else but i just kept it as is uh we're gonna open up with a banger, and we're going to open up with Brett and Piper for the IC title. Okay, good, good. And interesting enough that you mentioned the change of venue. Like, I wouldn't have changed. I love the way that it looked. It um, did look great. It looked great because I think, like, the Hoosier Dome had a little more light than some of the other dome stadiums, um, especially early on in the card. Like, I remember it being kind of, like, bright in the building. And yeah. uh, it made it made for – and I'm surprised that they never went back there, right? Like, they, they haven't gone back to – the Hoosier Dome, I especially. I, does it? I, if it still, still exists, standing? that's yeah, a good. I'm assuming yeah. it might. Yeah, it might be gone. Okay. I'm assuming that like Lucas Lucas Oil Stadium probably took it. Yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So you're keeping yeah. the. Uh, so that's what keeping we're the Piper and and moving it up in the card. Piper and Brett for the title. Open up. I mean, what a great match it was. Yeah. Uh, they killed it, and I think that you open up, you get. Bret Hart winning the IC title to start the show. That's going to really open up with the bang. And do you you're you're letting that match roll as is, right? As is. There's nothing to change mm-hmm, about right. that. Yeah. It, was, it was it was as perfect as it could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, now second, uh, this is where we're going to get a bunch of people on the card, but it's going to be to further a story later in the show. This is going to be a number one contender battle royal. Oh, okay. All right. And the contestants will be the Boss Man, Virgil, Slaughter, Duggan, Mountie, Repo Man, Neidhart, Bushwhackers, Berserkers, Beverly Brothers, Tito Santana, with Sid being in the Battle Royal and ultimately wrecking havoc and And winning the number one contendership for the world title. Now, here's my question. Do you have Sid as – do you have him turn heel 
at any point in the lead up to this, or is he still like a, a I'm ke- over babyface? So I'm keeping the Sid Hogan thing at the Rumble the same. Okay, good. You know what I mean? Good. Because they have that. Yeah, that, they have that little. Well, and that this this will also come into play later. Uh, a little bit of foreshadowing, but that the Sid thing will come into play for later in the show. And then I did even a little uh, future booking for after this. Okay. Reunion. All right. Good to hear. Um, We're giving you a raise, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then uh, three. Uh, we're going to Tonka Martel. We could keep that the same. Mm-hmm. That's kind of just a change of pace after the Battle Royal. Yeah, kind of get everybody um, in line. Uh, next, I thought this would be a this would be a fun match to have. Have it go probably about twelve minutes. Uh, Shawn Michaels versus uh, British Bulldog. Okay, good. Um, yeah, and this is going to lead to a little the the way that I thought the because. What, what they did with Michaels on the show originally was to try and get him over as a singles competitor, you know, because he had the, the Rockers had just broken up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, And you're going to later on this year have Bulldog uh, have that huge match with Brett at Wembley Stadium. Yep. yep. So to have like a little three way feud for the IC title, I'm going to have this match uh, Bulldog win by Dave Q. When Sherry interferes, sitting front row is Bulldog's wife Diana. Mm. Jumps the guardrail. Oh, Princess Diana sh- <laughs> <laughs> does her little schmaz with Sherry. So then that builds up the Sean and Bulldog feud, which mm-hmm. actually winds up paying off later in the year as well after Bulldog wins the IC title. But then gets Brett to be like, hey, man, how are you letting my sister get involved with this? And that builds a little bit more um, tension for their match going into That's good. A little preheat. little on the – put it on the back burner, but it's still – Set it to 400. Im- implants the idea. And, then, and, again, like you've got all those guys like they can – they're all workhorses. They're all going to be for the next, you know, at least like six, eight months. They're all in that IC title picture, and they're they're all on top of each other. Yeah, and I think it's just like that's going to be a fun match. I don't think that I, – I mean, at uh, in 96 when they were feuding for the title, I mean, it wasn't great, but it, they were never bad matches. So it would be a great improvement to, like, you know, that eight-man or whatever would have been in that place. Um, all right, so then next uh, I got Taker going over on Papa Shango, which I just mm. think that would have been a super fun little, like – vignette off the spooky dude spooky dudes yeah, going just, at it <laughs> just two spooky dudes going at it and then you got you know some voodoo going on you have papa shango maybe like on superstars he's making paul bear like ooze black stuff out of his mouth <laughs> yeah, or yeah you know there there's he steals the there's urn. a lot of it's, you steal the urn and then the, you know you set the undertaker off and then that's it, the beginning of the the greatest feud ever exactly and i i i I, that was a match that, like, as a kid, I always wanted. I'm like, these are two spooky guys. Like, I was freaked out by both of them growing up. Like, legitimately scared of them. Well, and that's the thing. Like, wasn't Shango was there for a while? Like, he never had that program. He never. With Undertaker. No. And they're, like, oh. best friends. Yeah, no, exactly. In real they, life. They were Memphis guys that were a team in Memphis. So, um,. Was that early? That was earlier in Taker's career, obviously, that Papa Shango was as a character was there. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So 
that how long before Taker became a babyface? Well, he was that. a babyface. He debuted as a babyface. No, 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 he, no, no, he no, no. Had turned face. Uh, okay. Like let's say in January of that year. Right, yeah. be- because then that makes sense that you could do that feud because you have exactly. a babyface versus yeah. heel. Yeah. Yeah, because that went he he originally on this card he faced Jake who was the heel in that mm-hmm. scenario. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's, um, that's a really like I'm I'm so happy that you put that together. I never would have thought it. You so, fi- you caught my attention with that one. I mean, really? everything's been solid so far, but yeah. for whatever reason, I really popped for Papa Shango and, and the Undertaker. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I I've always wanted to see that, and I just thought that that would be super fun. I've always wanted um, to see a blue duck. And okay, so next, I I don't know why I did this, but <laughs> the, the the tag teams in this uh, era were just bad. It was just not good. Yeah. And so I just took the four biggest tag teams and put the. This was another thing that at this time there wasn't a lot of gimmick matches or like. Um, innovative matches. It was always just like tags, you know, multi-man tags, but they never, I wanted to do like a four-way mm-hmm. elimination tag match. So it's going to be Money Inc., Legion of Doom, Natural Disasters, Nasties. I think you could get some fun stuff out of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially, you know, given like the the Road Warriors have been in, gotten over, and then they were off television for quite a while after like, were they, uh, when did they win the tag belts? Not till uh, last SummerSlam ninety one. Ninety one. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they had dropped it to Money Inc. and then they really faded out. And this is before they got the puppet, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you have Paul Ellering? Oh, because Paul Ellering came back at the WrestleMania, so that's even a more interesting thing if you figure out a way to get Ellering. Uh, oh yeah, and Rocco, and have Ellering and Jimmy Hart interact, and yeah. With, Maybe not the puppet. Maybe we keep the puppet out of it. <laughs> but uh, but Ellering and, and Jimmy Hart can interact at ringside. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting. Uh, that if that's do, if you do elimination style and you get down to the Legion of Doom versus the Nasty Boys. I think that's just gonna be. Awesome. You get some fun out of that. Oh yeah, and you're yeah. also getting a mid card pop here by having the Legion of Doom come out after being off TV for so long. That's true. It, yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, so then after this is where this show was billed as a uh, a dual main event when it was Savage, Flair, and uh, Hogan, Sid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to keep it in that vein. And so the next match is going to be... Okay, let me just pre pre proceed this with this. My The craziest thing I ever saw on wrestling television up to this point was when Jake Roberts had a Cobra bite the Macho Man Randy Savage. Yes. On television. Yeah. And although, you know, it started at SummerSlam with the wedding, he has the snake come out Mm -hmm. of the box. But they really, in my opinion, they really dropped the ball with how big of a money-making feud that this could have been. Like, they could have gone on four months with these two going back and forth and back and forth. They're two awesome workers. Both of them can talk. Mm -hmm. And the snake bit was legendary. Like 
it instilled so much fear into me as a child. Yeah, it was haunting. It was, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's why I'm afraid of snakes. To be Cobra's honest, fighting that's a human not... being on television. Like Jake the Snake never had his his old Damien or any of those uh, boa constrictors like bite anyone. He, now he's no. got a cobra. He's a yeah. eel, and he's got a goddamn cobra in your face. <laughs> you can so, tell Macho Man really did not want that to happen either. No. No, and if you hear uh, if you hear Jake tell the story about that, he actually says Macho that was petrified of snakes, right? Oh yeah. Not only was he petrified of snakes, but he didn't trust him that he had that devenomized. So he made Jake have the snake bite him bite himself, first yeah. Yeah. in the back before he actually oh let it God. happen out, yeah. out in the ring. <laughs> it's wild shit. <laughs> Imagine you're backstage, you Jake lets the snake bite him and the macho man's like, I'm just kidding, brother, I'm leaving. <laughs> Yeah, so Th- that I do remember that match, uh, uh, and to see that recreated on WrestleMania and, and continue a feud that could have been something like you said that could have been something really cool. Mm-hmm. So they did um, that. I do and like then that. They paid that off at Tuesday in Texas, and that was that was the payoff to that. But that was, was also, again, not to not to kind of butt up against it. It was a payoff, but Macho got his ass kicked in that match, and Jake slapped Elizabeth. So. There should have been more to the story. And that's what I had going. Like, I have this going to the Rumble where they're in uh, they're in a match at the Rumble. Jake takes out the snake. Savage freaks out, goes to run away. Jake hits him with a DDT. Mm-hmm. You keep just building this up to the ultimate. And again, like I was saying just before, no gimmick matches. So the next match I have steel cage savage. Oh yeah, beating Jake in a steel cage. No, there's no snakes in a steel cage. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's terrifying to think about a snake uh, inside of a steel cage. I was trying to think wow. of like what could be like a snake match, but I, I was like, I don't think that is possible. Snakes on a plane match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a snake, a, a pit of snakes. Yeah, they could call it a cobra den or so, something. Yeah, or a snake like on a pole that. match, dude have you know a different bag in each corner and yeah but i but think yeah i think you're going just, in the right direction for the time and just, it's like this is how deep they're going to go with this feud the cage match is always like the biggest going. blow off i think i that's got, a blow I, off. I think i got the snake gimmick match here guys it's a strap right. match four corner let's, strap let's, match but you you have to have the snake latched to your arm the no, entire geez, time come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. peter would love that it's a, a peter special oh, boy <laughs> But yeah, so like leading up, and the thing was that at that time when they had the you know the big blue cage, it did take a while to set up. Mm-hmm. So you have this six, seven, eight month storyline that you put into a nice video package as they're putting the cage up. Yeah, yeah. And then you have, you have the Motley Crew bring out Randy Savage or something. Like you could add yeah, the yeah, music to it. And... Yeah. You have an incredible match, and then you know, I, I, of course, Savage has to win. Like mm-hmm. that's the blow off. Yeah. So that's that's for me that's the like the big blow off to a feud um for this show and then later on we're going to get to one that kind of starts one but uh so after uh after the cage match I'm going to keep in and it's not a match but I'm going to keep in the Luger segment that they did um where they have him talking about the so this is where they first show uh Lex Luger on on TV uh-huh. and they can't they couldn't technically have him talk about wrestling at oh, all. That's so right. Have yeah, him endorsing the uh, body stars. Uh, yeah, the WBF or yeah. whatever it was. Okay. Um, just, just because that makes sense 
to have something like that so that they could take the cage down. So and yeah. get ready for the barn burner that was Owen Hart and Skinner. Owen Hart and Skinner. Well, real quick, just to tag back on that um, mm-hmm. um, Max Luger segment. Yeah. Was he not signed, and that's why he wasn't allowed, or was there something he was contractually was obligated to? No, I think it was a non-compete. He had a non-compete, so they they were able to use him on television as long like, as he didn't talk or associate anything with wrestling. Yeah, he, okay, and he yeah. was like, well, "I'm signed to the WBF. What do you mean? Yeah, they, I'm so, not a that's exactly what they I'm did. A bodybuilder. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right. So uh, that, yeah, then you have uh, Owen and uh, Owen and, and Skinner. Skinner. Just you know, get the. The crowd probably as the cage is going down, you know, they go out, they got their mm-hmm. popcorn, they do whatever, yeah. have that so that they could get in their seats for the main event, which was actually supposed to be the original main event, uh, Flair and Hogan. Thank I you. mean, thank you for reinstating that. I don't know why. I, I, I get why they didn't. I mean, no, I don't. Why didn't they do this to begin with? <laughs> it was because the shiny new toy was Sid, Sid uh, Justice, right? And they they're trying to push him to the moon, and when they get there, they realize they can't do anything with him. Yeah, I mean, well, they also, I mean, when you hear people talk about it, um, there is a lot of they did the Flair Hogan house show loops. It didn't draw. Blah 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 right. blah yeah, blah. Yeah, that, that's the story that I've always heard. Is that it, they got they got cold feet. They kept working, so they were working that sh- that that angle on house shows, and it wasn't picking up as much steam as they well, wanted. They were running so they the match. It. Yeah, they were running the match yeah. when um when Hogan was a champ, and they were doing like a DQ finish or a countout finish, just like they would if Hogan was going to have a three set versus he had the three set versus Savage in right eighty five and eighty six, just to build to the gimmick match at the end, right. but the you know the matches didn't. They were, and they had it at the garden. I think they sold out the garden, but it's yeah. th- that was like, it's all right, well, we're going to sell out the garden anyway. Like with Hogan on top, like why does Flair? It was all of this like bullshit politics, basically that like that took the what should have been the biggest main event, you know, of a WrestleMania up until that time, and they set it aside. So, like I said, I'm glad that you reinstated it. So, how do you build around it? What's your uh, what's your take on it? So we're gonna we're just gonna go. I mean, this was originally this was there there were actual advertisements that were put out for this mm-hmm. being the main event originally. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean <clears throat> this is the I mean, I guess at the time they didn't really acknowledge uh the the competition or whatever. But I mean you just build it as the 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 best in the South, I guess you could you could say something like that to the best in in the WWF, or I, I don't know how you're gonna explain it if you don't want to acknowledge it, but you could just say the best in NWA versus the best in let's we're gonna find out who the best in the world is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but okay, so this is where my fantasy booking comes, and it's gonna be a real fantasy because I could never see this actually happening <laughs> in real life. <laughs> well, can I guess? Oh no no no! Let's just let let's just. All right, I'll tell you if I was right. I'll tell you if I was right. So we're gonna go. We're we're not gonna go that long. We're only gonna go about fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna get uh, <clears throat> we're gonna get get some uh, Heenan chicanery. Um, what was it? Heenan or Flair? Uh, Perfect. That was with Flair. So were they both with him at the time? Heenan was the uh, like the manage like the financial advisor, and then oh, okay. Uh, Henning was the ringside guy. Okay. So like the, 
yeah, coach so we're, or whatever it was. So we're going to have perfect. Uh, we're going to have a ref bump. Perfect's going to get involved. Mm-hmm. Hulk's going to Hulk up. He's going to hit the leg drop, but the ref is out. Ugh. Who comes down to the ring but Sid? Okay. All right. Sid gets in the ring. He power bombs Hogan. Oh. Puts Flair on top. Flair wins. That's not what I had booked, by the way. And that's way oh. better than what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Af- after the match. We're still getting the Warrior. Of course, yeah. Warrior makes the run in. This is going to lead to a Saturday night's main event. Mm-hmm. Hogan and Warrior versus Sid and Flair. Great. At the Saturday at the Saturday night's main event, Flair is going to accidentally hit Sid with the world title, then get rolled up. They lose. Mm-hmm. After the match, Sid power bumps Flair. Boom. Return Flair back babyface. Wow. Okay. This goes to Sid and Flair as the co-main event of SummerSlam in England. In England, where Sid beats Flair for the world title. Mm-hmm. The caveat that I will have to that is I would have that go on last instead of uh, Bulldog and Brett. Bulldog and Brett. Okay. We're still going to get the Bulldog. Yeah. Yeah. Because at SummerSlam, Hogan's going to return after a hiatus from TV. Mm-hmm. Boom. We get Hogan, Sid at Survivor Series. Hogan. Beats Sid for the title, okay. leading to this is going to go into the next WrestleMania where I would have had Hogan, Yoko main event the show to begin with, mm-hmm. as opposed to and have Yoko beat Hogan yeah, yeah, pass, yeah. pass the torch. Because, you know, I, uh, when Brett wound up winning the fir- his first title run, I don't think it he it, wasn't it, re- it really I don't think he was ready for it. And no, I don't think you're it right. Very he wasn't well. ready for it. And I just think that this keeps this is like. I don't know. This just felt like a very WWF, like old school WWF story to tell, mm-hmm. where there's just a uh, a lot of uh, a lot of back and forth turns. You get Sid just running through people leading up to the the match with Flair. Uh, you get a good six months of Sid just beating everybody in the company, and then him and Flair at SummerSlam, which I think that Flair could probably get something decent out of Sid. Oh yeah, I mean they had matches. Uh, when did they wrestle? They wrestled in uh, in WCW a few times. No, I'm sorry. He was a uh, Sid was always kind of a, a heel at the same time. Flair was a heel. Yeah. So they had I, in the Horsemen together, but um, but no, I, I think like yeah, have a young Sid that's you know as long as it's not softball season, he's willing to cooperate yeah. with. Uh, <laughs> With whoever uh, whoever he's working with, and probably trust Flair, it, as long as Flair is like, you know, willing to to work with him and know that hey, not only did I just get a WrestleMania main event, not only did I get you know the title at the Rumble, they're keeping me you know at the top of this through SummerSlam, and now I've got three main events and and I'm and potentially a, I'm very a main important. event at the next Mania, yeah, or the the closing match of the next Mania, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I also just think it's it's I mean it would never happen because Hogan's not gonna. 
get get pinned at the end of the yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah. That doesn't work for me. Yeah, brother. you can't go out on Hogan getting pinned. <laughs> not not again. You do it early. You do it early. You shock the fans early, and then you build the momentum off of that, yeah. and and how worked up the crowd is already. That's but but in reality, I think that that would would have been a a, a far superior main event than you know what we got. It's and, a better outcome. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. again, and I, I think. I, go ahead. It's it's a way to work in work in Warrior where. Uh, because what they did with him, it made he, no I mean, sense. He, he got to SummerSlam, and then that was pretty much that was pretty much it. Yeah, he quit again, or or yeah. You know. But it, if you have him working with all these other guys uh, in like multi man matches and stuff like that, then you have a way to uh, cover up the flaws. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and yeah. it gives it more meaning when he runs out at the end of that. And also, one other thing, it keeps him the fuck away from. Papa Shango. <laughs> and Papa Shango is making his head leak and he's wearing like a, he's weirdly wearing like a WWF jacket. And it's like, oh, then my arms and hands have goop on them. Like, yeah, keep Papa Shango and, and uh, old Jimmy Hellwig away from each other. Um, so, yeah, I want to say like vastly improved. Um, you utilize a lot of guys that didn't make it, um, you know, into prominent spots on that card. So, uh, so kudos to you, Tommy. Great job. Phenomenal job here. Um, I just want to know, did you book a full year after WrestleMania? That was impressive. That was really impressive. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, you got to go from mania to mania. That's You're making me look it, right? real bad here, Tommy, because <laughs> wait until you see what I got. There's a reason to do this. All right. So I'm going to step in here. Uh, I have chosen WrestleMania 2, uh, much in the same way that, that Tommy said that uh, 8 was the first pay-per-view that he saw. Uh, 2 was the first. Um, so I started watching wrestling Late 85. I'm older than the, the rest of the crew here. So, Tommy, uh, what year were you born? 89. Yeah, I, I wasn't born yet. Okay, all right. So, uh, late 85 into 86. <laughs> so, this was the first, like, WrestleMania buildup that I remember uh, paying attention to and watching. Um, the original card, which I have on my other page, uh, was held in three different venues. Uh, the Nassau Coliseum, the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago, and the L.A. Sports Arena. Uh, there were four matches per venue split up so that you would see your four matches in Long Island. They would drop a screen. Technically, there was a lot of stall time. And then <laughs> four matches from Chicago went on, dropped the screen, some more stall time, and then the four matches from L.A. went on. Can I can I just say how smart this is for the company at this point? Because you're selling out three arenas instead of one. Well, and and they're also doing closed-circuit television right. throughout yeah. the country. I don't think it was it. And this was the first, technically the first WrestleMania that was on pay-per-view. If you do this in, in this age of wrestling now, that would be the biggest pay-per-view ever the the amount of revenue they would generate would be ridiculous there there's a way to do it now there's more of a way to do it now than there is a especially way since you have two days to do it well and with streaming and with different yeah. ways to do yeah. uplink broadcasting there's so much there's so many ways to do it but uh it's the drawback on wrestlemania 2 was again it was a clunky card to kind of look like a like a house show more or less so just quickly, I'm going to go through the, uh, the the four venues and the four matches per venue. So Long Island, you had uh, Paul Orndorff, Mr. Wonderful, versus uh, the Magnificent Morocco uh, in some sort of a pile driver versus pile driver feud. Um, you had Jake the Snake Roberts versus George Wells. Um, Roberts had been in the company for about a month and a half, two months. Uh, who's, in- who's that other gentleman? George Wells. 
Okay. Yeah, he played Canadian football. Okay. Um, was, <laughs> this is a celebrity? He was No, no, no. He was, no. <laughs> he was an actual wrestler. He was an re- actual okay. wrestler. He was Master G like, well, Wow, they, they're running thin on uh, celebrities for this one. Yeah. Well, they're running thin on wrestlers for this show, too. <laughs> um, but they really were running thin on celebrities. Yeah. Well, well I'll get to the celebrities in a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. And then for the Intercontinental title, a newly minted Intercontinental champion, Randy Savage, wrestling George the Animal Steel. Um, because they had that feud from Saturday night's main event uh, that Dick Ebersol and the people at NBC fell in fucking love with. What does that match look like, though? Like, is it is it anything it's special? It's Good. garbage. No. It's, no. That's all I need. It's we George Steele eating turnbuckles and Savage taking fucking huge bumps off turnbuckles. <laughs> um, and then the main event of Nassau was Piper versus Mr. T in a boxing match. Three rounds of boxing. Again, with a lot of like stalling and slow shit in between. It's shoot boxing, right? No. Uh, it it was kind of shoot boxing. They knew what what had uh, to get done. Eh. <laughs> there was Mister T just in there beating the shit out of Piper. No, it was. It, yeah, I, Piper had to defend himself a couple times and and go look. Yeah, like there might really, have been a few potatoes. But by the end, like he was he was throwing work punches and and it ended in a again that ended in a schmoz itself. Uh, we went to then we went teleported ourselves to Chicago, where uh, we had this. Uh, the first match was uh, Nikolai Volkov versus Corporal Kirshner in a flag match. Um, USA versus Russia. Uh, you had Fabulous Moolah versus Velvet McIntyre for the women's championship. Um, nice. There was a battle royal with WWF superstars and about five uh, NFL. Uh, stars at the time. And wait until you hear who these stars are. Yeah, we'll we'll get to the stars uh, <laughs> again at some point. And then your 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 last match, your main event there was the Dream Team versus the British Bulldogs for the WWF Tag Team ta- Tag Team Championships. Best right. match on the card. Absolutely. Um, teleport ourselves all the way to to sunny Los Angeles, where you've got uh, Ricky Steamboat versus Hercules Hernandez. Uh, which actually wasn't bad. Uh, Adrian Adonis versus Uncle Elmer. Uh, your mileage may vary on that one. Uh, the Funks, uh, Dory and Terry Funk against Tito Santana and the Junkyard Dog. Can I ask a question about this one? Yeah, go ahead. Why do they keep calling him Haas and not? Uh, it was something about Vince didn't like Dory as a first name to begin with. He thought it sounded too feminine, and he certainly he did, did not like. Anybody having the the the, uh, the tack on of Junior because people used to call uh, him Vince Junior or they would call him Junior uh, or Vinny. Okay. So uh, he said, "Hoss, well, Hoss sounds it sounds tough. It sounds like the you know the, uh, what was the old um, Western show that was on uh, with the Cartwrights." Whatever it was, some old Western show, and it used to be like a nickname for the toughest guy in your right. in your bunk. Oh, okay. Was the hoss, the hoss of the so they changed it to hoss. No. Um, right. And then your main event was inside of a uh, a, a solid blue steel cage. Uh, Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy. Uh, Sick celebrities galore. You know, people like uh, Herb from the Burger King commercials was there. <laughs> Um, Clara Peller from the Wendy's commercials. She was there too. Uh, was Rick Flair dressed as the, uh, as the Colonel G Gordon Liddy, uh, Daryl Dawkins. 
uh, a fuck ton of football guys. Uh, Who were the two women that commentated the New York oh, and uh, yeah. Chicago shows? So it was uh, Susan St. James, who was married to Dick Ebersol, who was the head of programming at okay. NBC, and the that adds up. the partner when they were doing Saturday Night's main event. So Susan St. James, who was a sitcom star, she was uh, doing New York, and she was f- she was really fucking bad. Oh yeah. And then Kathy Lee Crosby uh, was Bing Chicago. Crosby's wife. No, Kathy Lee Crosby hosted a show <laughs> called uh, "That's Incredible," which was basically like a, a like a precursor to like a ridiculousness. It was like, like real people doing stuff. real people doing like wild, you know, outrageous things. Um, so she hosted that show, and then I, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, was uh, your commentator for LA. So, um, so I'm gonna jump into my card, uh, and I'm gonna start one match that I'm keeping. Uh, but I'm not keeping the participants in the match, uh, and you'll know why. I'm going with the Battle Royal okay. with the football play. Oh, first of all, everything is in one venue. None of this three-venue bullshit. <clears throat> um, Where are we going? And we're doing all of this at the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago. Perfect. Um, I know they have a loud-ass ring, uh, so we would have to work a little bit on like actually like siphoning some of the sound and making it not sound like a bunch of plank boards on a trampoline. Um but it holds the same amount of people, or actually a little bit more than Madison Square Garden. So it actually makes sense venue to venue from, from WrestleMania 1 to WrestleMania 2. You should stick with Chicago. I was going to say L.A., but I think Chicago made more sense at this time. Um, so we're going out of Chicago, and the Battle Royal is going to include um, – I'm going to run down the guys that I have in the Battle Royal. Um, I've got the aforementioned George Wells, uh, Canadian football hero. Um, he's not in a match. He's in a battle royal. Uh, Corporal Kirshner, uh, Golden Boy Dan Spivey, uh, Ted Arcidi. Um, I'm going to have Dory Funk Jr. or Hoss Funk in the battle royal. Um, Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik are in the battle royal. Uh, Hercules is a battle royal guy. Uh, Bruno Sammartino, who was in the original one, will be in the battle royal. Pedro Morales, who was also in the original one. Uh Leaping Lanny Poffo, uh, Iron Mike Sharp, because I think Iron Mike Sharp's a lot of fun. Uh, I would have Canadian strongman Dino Bravo, because he had actually come into the company right around this time okay. and wasn't used on WrestleMania. So I'd have Dino Bravo in, original babyface Dino Bravo. Um, and then and then I would have the, I think, five or six NFL players, uh, Harvey Martin, Russ Francis, Bill Fralick, who was actually really good in the match. Uh, Jimbo Covert, who played on the Bears at the time, um, and uh, some other guy named Holmes. You're keeping those mediocre players and not switching them out. For and that. Refrigerator Perry. Okay, there you go. And Refrigerator yeah, Perry is he's Chicago. the big he's the big attraction. So I get him on very early in. Um, the main through line in the original Battle Royal was Andre's the king of the Battle Royals. Uh, big John Studd was in the original Battle Royal, and he faced off mm-hmm. against the Fridge. I think you can go in a direction where you've got Volkov and Sheik, uh, you know, kind of, hey, we're the foreign guys and we want to throw the refrigerator out. Um, you could have them go up against Hercules, Ted Arcidi, um, but eventually Andre still wins. And, uh, and you know, kind of in, in the same way, you know, he throws a couple, you know, uh, the Sheik on top of Volkov, let's say, to close it out. And, and everybody, uh, everybody gets... To see Andre, everybody gets to see the fridge at the very beginning of the show, and it's that's I think that's a good kick. But I like a battle royal kicking off a show, um, 
just because it's it it gets everybody on and it's sort of like you an come come out with high energy and it's so many guys in moving parts in there that the crowd is just excited oh, to definitely. see who's going to win. Definitely, and, and you put you had a far more star-studded battle royal than what we originally got on the show. So all oh, yeah. of those names yeah. trotting out at the beginning of the show or that's that's gonna get that's a good power. way to hype the crowd up and you you started off and i was like okay he's making these names up and no, then <laughs> and then he started then he started spitting yeah. out some fire there so yeah. I, I, I got excited i was like okay cool yeah. well I, i'm glad somebody got excited to hear that hercules <laughs> hernandez was in the battle royal um so my second match is actually going to it's a uh, an extension of a feud that had happened uh in the in the end of the summer and of the fall I'm having Ricky Steamboat versus the Magnificent Morocco be my second match. All right. Um, and they had a bunch of, like, they had a long feud, and they were doing house shows together and gimmick matches. But, again, you're what I'm, I'm trying to do here is pay off that long feud. I'm not going to have a gimmick match for them, um, but it's just going to be, you know, the culmination of this feud. Fuji's around. Um, you know, maybe this is the time where, you know, Steamboat gets his revenge Knocks Fuji around. Steamboat's definitely going over on this one. Um, but that's that's a good, like, first match. Um, give that about 10 minutes, and, and you know, it's a good way to come down from the Battle Royal. Oh, 100%. And you're, you, you're not going to have Steamboat. Steamboat doesn't have bad matches. No, not at all. Uh, the third match I have on the card will actually be for the number one contenders to the tag team titles. And I'm going to take the Killer Bees, uh, Brian Blair and Jim Brunzel. Versus the Hart Foundation. Um, the Hart Foundation deserved to have a regular match on WrestleMania. Uh, they had been built up for close to a year as a team. Um, and this is a good way, because we know the Bulldogs are, spoiler alert, the Bulldogs are still leaving <laughs> this with the tag belts. And it's a good way to sort of jumpstart the Hearts and the Bulldogs in a proper feud that's going to go on for, for quite some time. Uh, the Killer Bees and the Hearts could have a good match. It could be five minutes or it could be ten minutes, depending on, you know, where you squeeze in time. Everybody gets their shit in. Everybody has enough stuff. And and just have the Hearts go over clean. No <clears throat> Jimmy Hart chicanery. Just let the boys win the match and, and let it go. Um, our first somewhat attraction match. Uh, and this I'm kind of going to give a little bit of a context on this one. Uh, I'm going to have a six-man tag team match, which is going to be Hillbilly Jim, the Junkyard Dog, and George the Animal Steel versus Adrian Adonis, Cowboy Bob Orton, and Roddy Piper. Okay. If you know the story, by the time they got to the next summer, Piper took four months off, and uh, he, he filmed They Live and, and a couple other things. Uh, no, he didn't do, I'm sorry, he didn't do They Live, but he did a couple, like, B-movies and tested out Hollywood, and then he came back and he was a babyface because Adrian Adonis took over the flower shop. Um, I have him here all as, like, really great friends, and Adrian's, you know, starting the effeminate gimmick, and, like, when he first started it, Piper was the one that got his leather jacket, and he was like, hey, I'm coming out of the closet, and you could have my leather jacket. So you're going to start to see, you know, during the course of the match and even after the match, um, Piper's going to tease being, you know, a little bit more of a, you know, a baby face and, you know, kind of lead into the <clears> cheers. <throat> then he's, again, he's going to go away. I still have Adonis Orton and Piper going over. And this is where, you know, you're going to have a fucked finish and 
junkyard yeah. dog's going to get hit in the head with a with you know <laughs> Jimmy Hart's megaphone or you know maybe Bob Orton's cast. He's still going to have the cast on, um, and those guys are going to go over. But Piper's going to kind of you know look back and say like, "Well, we didn't have to cheat the way that we did, but you know, hey, we won," and that'll kick off what'll end up being a little bit longer. Uh, build up to that Adonis Piper feud that pays off at next year's WrestleMania. Uh, right after that, I'm going to go into we're going to cool people down a little bit because that one's going to be that's going to have everybody kind of up. Uh, so I'm going to go with the uh, next match. I'm shuffling as I'm looking at it. So I'm going to have Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff <clears throat> versus Terry Funk. Ooh. Now they they were looking at this as pile driver versus pile driver when it was originally Orndorff versus Morocco. Okay. Which is fine. Morocco had the tombstone pile driver, Orndorff had the superior sit out pile driver. But we could do the same thing with Funk versus Orndorff, where it's just like, you know, I've got and you know, Terry can bump around for like Paul Orndorff's offense like like a crazy man and and still like run Orndorff ragged and, and this <clears throat> Still ends up in a double DQ or a double count out. You know, we don't have a definitive winner, um, which, again, like, I think that initially would frustrate Orndorff, and you start to see the impetus for him later turning. But uh, but this is also Terry Funk's last match in the company, so maybe you get, like, maybe Orndorff hits him with a pile driver on the outside after the match, and, you know, you, you kind of stretch your Terry out, and uh, he's, you know, he's out on his, he's out on his ass, basically. Um, you can make that look really good too, because Orndorff can really go in on Funk after the match. Oh and yeah, you know he could take a beating and, and he gets, really sell that he's getting his, he's getting frustrated yeah. with it. Definitely, one hundred percent, definitely. Yeah. Um, my next match is going to be for the Intercontinental Title, um, and we're going to basically take the match that they had in Boston in February. Tito is the Intercontinental Champion going in, and it's Tito versus Macho Man Randy Savage. And you're doing the exact same match that they had in Boston at WrestleMania. Okay. So you have Danny Davis as the referee. You have Savage use the brass knucks on Tito to get the victory and slide the brass knucks almost within eye shot of Danny Davis. And it's it, actually that match, that Tito Savage match from Boston is a classic. It's a great match. And Holy shit, it's way better than having George the Animal Steel against Macho oh Man God, Savage. Yeah. With a bouquet of flowers being the, the weapon in that one, I'd rather see <laughs> Savage with a uh, with a, a handful of brass knucks or <clears throat> roll of pennies or whatever it is. Um, but basically, like this is where Savage gets the uh, gets the IC title and goes over. Um, that's go- that. I, I gotta just say that that's probably gonna steal the show. Yeah, one hundred percent, absolutely. I thought about having like Orndorff in the uh, in the IC title match, but yeah, you're getting a way better match doing it that way. Though. Yeah, Savage. Yeah, oh yeah, Savage. Two and, better matches. Savage actually. and Tito was was a great one that you know was just on a house show, and it's like, all right, if we change the booking a month later, we could have this at WrestleMania, guys, and you know that's how I'm going to do it. So coming out of that, I'm gonna we're gonna have to kind of cool it down a little bit. So uh, we're gonna get Jake the Snake Roberts on the card because um, he's brand new and he needs to to you know, get his shine and he's going to go against Tony Atlas. So George Wells was basically, that's a squash match in the middle of the card in the original version. Like right, and nobody right. gives a shit about George Wells. I don't, I still don't know who he is. Tony Atlas is a former tag team champion, 
So, and Tony Atlas has, you know, yeah, he wasn't like the most over guy there at the time, but he still has cachet and he still isn't like a complete jobber. And having Jake have like, uh, you know, a two and a half minute match or a three minute match and do the DDT and put the snake and have Tony Atlas foam at the mouth or maybe Tony Atlas like, you know, is taking his shoes off at the end so he can play with his own feet. Who knows? Tony Atlas is a weird guy, but um, but I'm definitely putting Jake over and it's going to be quick and, and it's going to be, you know, a, a solid way to, to get him there. Uh, the next match, the match eight on my card, uh, I'm keeping the tag team title match and I'm keeping it the exact same thing, exact same way it was. Uh, Valentine and Beefcake versus the British Bulldogs with Ozzy Osbourne in their corner. And we are putting the Bulldogs over. It's going to be a shorter version. I think that original match might have gone like 12 minutes. And they had a lot of like downtime at the, at, at the end of it where we're interviewing interviewing Ozzy and British Bulldogs forever um, and all that other stuff. Uh, I might cut that stuff out and let that be like, you know, Coliseum home video exclusive or whatever. Um, but I'm definitely keeping the Bulldogs going over in the same fashion. Uh, leading to the ninth match of the card, uh, where I've got Big John Stud versus King Tonga. Oh. Who is uh, the future Haku uh, or Mang or uh, however you want to call him. So they had, uh, Tonga had been in and he was like the basic replacement for Jimmy Snuka, um, but in a different sense. And uh, again, this is another good showcase. They had had a um, a little program on television, I guess, like later that spring with uh, King Tonga potentially like being the guy that body slams John Studd and wins his $15,000 slam. Um, he'll get the win here, but he's not going to get it via – he's not going to body slam him. You know, you have Bobby Heenan like come in and, and clobber him from behind and, you know, and kind of lead everybody to the back. But it, again, it's a match that's not going to take up a lot of time. It's going to be relatively quick. Um, but again, just to help get Tonga over and use Stud as a uh, as you know, kind of a high profile opponent for that. Um, Sometimes I like when they do that with like those with uh, you know some of the bigger names where they just have like these quick in and out things mm-hmm. yeah. as opposed to try and to put to put like John Stud in like a ten minute match. Which oh, exactly. There's, you know, which is, it, there's something to that too because. For for a majority of the matches that you're gonna see these high profile guys in, or like they're they're top tier guys, you always see them in a match where there's a back and forth. It's I I always like when you were watching like a show or like Saturday uh, Saturday morning, and you get to see you know the top tier guy go out and squash somebody in a minute, and then mm-hmm. like it's like no, he's really good, he's really good. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on, I've got two more matches on my card. Uh, this one's. I just thought about this one today, and uh, for some reason, I really like the way that it came out. Um, it is a women's match. Ladies and gentlemen, there's going to be a women's match still on this card, um, but it's not for the women's title. Um, I'm going to have the fabulous Mula on this goddamn card uh, because she's a prominent person on their <laughs> stupid TV shows. Um, so I'm going to have her. She's still the women's champion at the time, but I'm going to have her in a six-woman tag team match where okay. it's Mula. With Bull Nakano and Dump Matsumoto versus Leilani Kai, who was Mula's protege in the first WrestleMania, and the Crush Girls. 
So here's a little bit of context behind this one. Oh boy. Yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to school me on this. I knew two I people. No idea. I knew two of them. So right around this time, they brought in because there was still a little bit of a working relationship between um, All Japan and WWF. So All Japan's women division was was starting to get attention. Um, so they brought in to do Madison Square Garden and a couple of the the larger cities. They brought in this tag team match, which was Bull Nakano and Dump Matsumoto, um, who at the time were, were uh, they were kind of the monster female heels in Japan with the face paint and the spiky hair versus the Crush Girls, who were high flyers, big time energy. If you've never seen Crush Girls matches did from... We, did we watch them in a tag match recently? No, uh, Jumping Bomb Angels, okay. uh, who were kind of the understudies for the... They were the... If the Crush Girls were the Rock and Roll Express... The Jumping Bomb Angels were the rockers. Okay. Um, but very much in the same vein. Uh, so you're just bringing that match in a little bit earlier. You're adding Mula in. Again, it's going to be quick. It's. It, I don't think this one's going more than two minutes. The hook here is in the corner of the heels is Elvira, Princess of the Dark. And in the corner of the baby faces is Joan Rivers. Can I just say I love what you did there because you took Elvira off of commentary. I took her off of commentary <laughs> and I, I put her at ringside. And they're going to, you know, there's be some like spot where Elvira trips and then you almost like see your dress fall off. And Joan Rivers, the can we talk sort of thing. You're done in two and a half minutes. Everybody's warmed up for uh, the blue cage. The blue cage still has to be there because Bundy's still a heavy motherfucker. Um, and I'm, I'm keeping the main event as, okay. as it is in the cage, Hogan versus Bundy. Here's the wrinkles. Uh, I've got Mr. T in Hulk Hogan's corner as his second. And I've got Bobby the Brain Heenan in Bundy's corner as his second. Uh, you'll have like Ricky Schroeder as the ring announcer. You'll still have like Robert Conrad as the special enforcer at ringside. Or maybe you have, you know, uh, smoking Joe Frazier there. Um, you know, Heenan tries to get involved. Mr. Teague can pull him off the cage, and you could kind of do a little bit more with Bobby, although he had, like, a broken neck, like, the night before WrestleMania or was in the hospital. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, he had a major, something major happen to him. But you could still, like, do some gaga with them at ringside. Hogan still goes over. You do the pose. You don't have to waste Mr. T in a match. You don't have to have him away from Hogan and trying to, like, do his own thing. You're not ruining Piper by putting him in there with Mr. T. You're just having just latched on. Originally, I thought, hey, let's get rid of Bundy and let's bring in Bruiser Brody. But Ooh. no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not giving into the temptation of bringing in guys from other companies. I've already brought in the, the Which, Japanese that was against, girls that like was against two the rules beforehand. I gave you a pass on the women. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's it. That that's uh, that's the new WrestleMania the question, two. Yeah. The question I forgot to ask earlier mm -hmm. was when you changed the venue, who are you having on the call? Oh, so it's uh, yeah, it's going to be Gorilla and Jesse, and you can, if you can do it, kind of discreetly, you can have Susan J St. James oh during the <laughs> Battle Royal, but during the Battle Royal only. Like she doesn't. She's not. And. Uh, with all due respect to uh, the other gal, Kathy Lee Crosby. Beat it. You know, she doesn't yeah. necessarily. And you don't need 
the 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 where's the beef guy or the oh my god the, or the, that popped me though the, where's the, the herb from the burger king commercial mike you could add them all to the hardcore battle royal that i'm about to talk about <laughs> so that leads into our final uh rebooking the wrestlemania uh challenge yeah uh, Listen, guys, Matthew, what have you? What have I you just want to let here? you know um, how happy I am that you carried this entire show because I did not do nearly as much work as you guys okay. did. All right. You're not, re- <laughs> you're not rebooking a, a, a Piper Adonis feud for no, six months ahead no, of time? No, 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 no. Okay. Um, so what I was looking to do um, was n- change and make it the best WrestleMania I could for what they for what they what they had as the infrastructure of it, mm-hmm. um, and w- without trying to uh, have the results change too much because I do like a lot of the outcomes that happened in this show. Sure, yeah. Um, what I will say is there was a ton of dog shit matches, like a lot that just made no sense. It was literally like they were putting together a house show and just needed to get guys reps. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. Um, so- I will say though, of the three WrestleManias. I literally watched all three of them between last night and today. And this was the hardest one to watch. No, no 2000 <laughs> was was my favorite one of the three to watch. Okay. Back. And it's the one that I probably watched the least. I, this Maybe is absolutely that's the one that I watched the most. I do. I do. I did watch eight. Um, I went back and I watched it and I've seen it, you know, from time to time um, yeah, to yeah. it was it's just a little, little out of my uh, ballpark there. OK, OK, so I'm keeping it in um, Anaheim. I thought about moving it to L.A., but I'm going to keep it in Anaheim. Um, really? OK, I figured that would be the first uh, the first thing you'd, you'd change because they had been in Anaheim for years. Twelve, right? Twelve. Yeah. yeah. Oh, OK. Um, I didn't know that, but that's fine. But I keep it there. But they did almost 20,000. Um, and yeah. you kind of run into the like the worry of if you don't sell out like uh, in LA that you're gonna have a bunch of empty seats and it doesn't look too good. That's a good point. Um, so with that being said, uh, Ross and Lola are on commentary. I'm gonna keep that that way. Okay. Um, and my interviewers and ring announcers are all fine. That's great. Lillian Garcia sings the Star Spangled Banner. Love that because she really does have a good singing voice. Okay, sure. Um, so. I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to run through the card and where I'm either removing a, t- uh, a match or um, changing a match. I'm just going to let you know. Okay. Um, All right. So we're going to start with the first match of the night. That went nine minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're cutting that right out. It's Big Boss Man and Bull Buchanan defeating the Godfather and D'Lo Brown. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why oh, did yeah. that match even happen? What, uh-huh. Like That was them like th- like basically going to Godfather and D'Lo and, me, and, Bo- and Boss Man being like, you guys are veterans here. We're going to get you in a match. And Bill Buchanan, this was uh, his first WrestleMania. Yeah, so they're like, well, we could put him with Big Boss Man. He's a big guy. He's a bruiser. It'll look good. You need me to get closer? Yeah. Thank okay. You. It, it still sounds weird to me. Um, <laughs> so you you just get rid of that match. You don't need it. You can give that time somewhere down the line, and you'll see kind of where I where I steal that time for. Um, the second match is the Hardcore Battle Royal. I scrap it entirely. Oh. And I give Hardcore yeah. Holly versus Crash Holly for the Hardcore title about five minutes. Okay. All right. Okay. And I follow that up uh, with something that uh, we needed to see a lot more of, and that was the um, the boxing championship that Butterbean won. I forget what it was called. Not Rough and Rowdy, because that's Barstool. No. The brawl uh, for All? Brawl the for brawl All. For? So in the finals of the Brawl for Wait, All this year... You're bringing back the Brawl for All? In the fi- you'll, you'll see why. In the finals of the Brawl for All this year, you're getting Butterbean defending his title against Spike Dudley. Oh, no. 
What? That's all I want. I just, I, I need it. I don't know why. I literally thought of this while you were talking before, and I just added it to the card. That's all right. So, all right. I, that's, that's, that's listen, this, this isn't, this is well, a legitimate boxing match. Hold he, on, hold on. It's, it's, Spike Dudley would, wouldn't Spike Dudley would have had to win a boxing tournament. Oh, he, he beats, he beats, fight, he beats the bricks off of everybody in a shoot boxing. Yes. Are we talking it's, about? I, I book it the way I want. Are guys. you confusing dances with Dudley with? <laughs> That's more of a novelty Baba thing. I, I was just, I wanted to have a little fun okay, with that. All right, okay. All right. Oof. All um, right. And this is second on your card. Yes. Okay. Great. I'm I'm going to leave in TNA with Trish Stratus defeating um, Head Cheese with Chester McCheesington. Okay. Because because you love Test. I am a huge <laughs> Test guy. I'm a testicle. Um, I, it wasn't a bad match. It really wasn't. Um, they it got wasn't. their stuff in and and getting Al Snow and Steve Blackman, you know, some of the mid tier technician guys in with these two bigger guys. It was a it was a cool back and forth. And I mean Chester McCheesington. Well, yeah, sure. Was, he was, the show. He was a smaller, smaller gent with a cheese costume on, yeah. if I remember correctly. And he's like just in a complete skin suit under that. Like with terrific. Tights. Yeah. Terrific. Um Some would say Trish Status is in a, a, a skin suit underneath her <laughs> cowboy hat, but the first match that I am keeping is the triangle ladder match for the WWF championship, but I'm throwing in the APA as the fourth team. Okay. All right. Um I, I threw I threw around the idea of leaving it and I and I in in retrospect I probably should leave it the way it was because it's arguably one of the best tag matches of all time. Mm-hmm, sure, yeah. And it, it the 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 ladder match literally changed the game after after that and, and tag team wrestling and it really set off those three guys, but I think you could get an interesting dynamic by adding the APA to it. They're not gonna jump off of anything, they're not gonna, you know, um uh, do do any hot, crazy high spots, mm-hmm. but you will get them just They're gonna completely beat, destroying yeah. three other tag teams. It's Concussion City. Yeah. <laughs> um. I yeah. I keep that as is. Yeah. Jeff. Jeff. Hart, by the way, if you're adding the APA to that, uh, call Jeff Hardy an ambulance before yeah. the match even starts. Just have him card him out. <laughs> it's gonna be Matt and oh, the ambulance driver against Jesus. Um. I'm gonna leave Terry Runnels and uh, beating the cat with. Fabius Moo and Mae Young on each side. You're gonna leave it, that? It, it means nothing. It was two and a half minutes. You get a break from that awesome the uh, ladder match. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, here's where I changed some stuff up. But wait, Mula. It was the cat and Terry Runnels, and then they had Mula and May. So it was Terry Runnels with the fabulous Mula defeating the cat with Mae Young. With, with Mae Young. Okay. And Val Venus was a special guest referee. Oh, pal. Oh, pal. Penis. Yeah, just <laughs> which is the really what his uh, Tommy? If you don't know already, that's that's kind of the uh, the, the the running joke on our our show is that uh, I refuse to call Val Venus uh, his his original uh, slave name WWF because <laughs> I think the whole time they just wanted you to to recognize his name was Pal Penis. I mean, now that you say that, it really <laughs> it really sticks around. It does. I yeah. love it. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not hiding the change. pops and my peas on that <laughs> Um, So from there, mm-hmm. I'm going to change up. Uh, the original match was China and Too Cool, uh, which was obviously Scotty Too Hot and Grandmaster Sexay, mm-hmm. uh, defeating the Radicals, right. Perry, Saturn, Malenko, and Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. I'm changing this match up. I'm adding, I'm making it a, a standard tag team match. Okay. Or a three-on-two tag team match. It's going to be China and Too Cool against the Radicals. How's that fair? It's not. But the Radicals win. Okay. So um, Wait, you have Mo- Malenko and Saturn. 
Okay. All right. Go and, over on on and and China gets all of her stuff and it looks great, but I'm, like Malenko and Saturn are gonna beat the piss out of. What? Are, where are you? Okay. Uh, I'm sure you're gonna explain it in a minute. Uh, yes. The absence of Eduardo Guerrero. Yes. Um. So. Just looking back at the card real quick. One half of his, as you almost referred to them last week, as the Mexicals. Yeah. <laughs> that legitimately made me laugh out loud. I, listen, I heard you we, say, we, are those the guys on the lawnmower? <laughs> I, I'm not going to pretend I know something, okay? And, and I'm also going to give my honest opinion because I know I'm stupid. Oh, it's no. It, 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 was, it was such an adorable moment where it was like, oh, were those the guys on the lawnmowers? Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh, okay. So here's where things get a little interesting for me. So the next match on the card is the two fall triple threat match for both the European and the Intercontinental Championship. Mm -hmm. Yes. What I did here was I did a um, a round robin, not round robin, like uh, basically like a a mini bracketed um, tournament uh, set. So you have Benoit versus Eddie and Jericho versus Angle. And the winners will go on to fight each other for both titles collectively. All right. Is this like at this? So you're going to have one match, right? Mm -hmm. So the first match was Benoit versus Eddie. I have Eddie going over. Okay, sure. The second match is Jericho versus Angle. I have Angle going over. And then Eddie's Eddie's already on the outside of the ring because he just had a match. And he's going to come right back in and have a match against Angle. Okay. Um, it, it, it It looks different. Haven't really seen that before, but you like you know you've seen the dynamic of a guy having to wrestle two matches in a row. Mm-hmm. Sure, you know. Yeah. So you get a little bit of a gas to Eddie, and then you get that that baby face pop for Eddie, or start of a baby face pop for Eddie, going against Kurt Angle, who at that time was doing really good stuff, but he was working his best as a dumb heel. You know what I like? True. True. So you kind of get that that you legitimize that, Eddie. You start to a get bit the more. face to, right, and yeah. start to get that little bit of face turn, which will eventually lead into Eddie and China. You know, down the line. Right, right. Um, Jericho and Angle have a great match, obviously. There's no there's no bad match in here, and you're getting three brand new matches that I don't think you've probably seen at that point in WWE. Um, not really. I mean, you, you've had, who do you have, Benoit and Guerrero? That's a carryover from WCW, but... Right, but it's, it's fresh and new to a WWE, WWF yeah. crowd. And you're guaranteed to get a gold match, and that could be, you know, this slow unraveling of the new radicals. Okay. That would inevitably leads Eddie to weave and do the Mamacita thing. Okay. Um, so my next match after that, I believe, is the main event. No, uh, I scrapped Kane. Oh no, I had that up here somewhere. Hmm. Where did that go? Have you taken Kane off of the, uh, off uh, the card altogether? No, I have Kane, Rikishi, and. The Big Show, so now you can see that I'm changing up the, the main event. Oh, okay. Kane Rikishi and The Big Show losing to DX. Um, it's just to get these guys in. It's You have a, a, a dynamic of the, the cool bad guys Kane, against... Rikishi and The Big Show. Yeah. A total combined weight of... 7,000 pounds. 7,000 pounds. <laughs> losing to... X-Pac. X-Pac <laughs> Bill Gunn. And Daddy S. And, 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 uh, and, and Ro Diggity. And, okay. Um, so what I, what what I envision happening is it's, it looks very one-sided for a majority of the match, but at some point, um, uh, Kane's, uh, little girlfriend, friend, Tori, 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 um, is thrown into the mix of something. There's a, there's a smosh where she gets hit. He runs out to go see if she's okay. Oh, right. And he winds up costing them the match. Mm. Um, 
Obviously, Big Show takes the pin here because he, why would he? <laughs> yeah, because he's the most <laughs> giant person. But well, because he he's, like, he's it, taking pins in every big spot that. And he it's could. funny because he got himself into tremendous shape uh, yeah. <laughs> just before this, just so he could get pinned by uh, outside interference from yeah. Kane's girlfriend. Yeah. So um, that leads okay. to my main event. Well, hold on. The the million dollar question is: mm-hmm. You're going to nix Pete Rose off the card? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you fit Pete in the uh, the? How about it? I was going to be terrible there, and I'm, I'm just going to leave that one. <laughs> okay. <All right>. no <laughs> you celebr- can bet on that. No celebrity Pete Rose uh, influence. Okay. No, I think uh, I think this is for the year 2000. We, we didn't really get many celebrities on this. There might be some cameos out back and like okay. guys waving right. in the crowd. Um, and I don't know if there was really any celebrities on that card at all anyway. Oh, no. After, well, after, yeah, Pete Rose. After, yeah. after the okay. original celebrities, tag guys. match. Pete Rose. <laughs> yeah. Right. There it is. <laughs> synonymously known for stealing, cheating, and gambling. Um, uh, we could work something in. He'll get pal okay. driving through a, okay. a steel d- right. door or something. All right. I forgive you. <clears throat> yeah. Let's call Pete now and yeah. see if he's okay with this. Yeah. Um, so my main event inevitably becomes you're obviously removing Big Show from that main event. So you're mm-hmm. going to get a triple threat match for the world heavyweight title Rock, Foley, and Triple H. Hmm. I'm plucking. All four of the McMahons from ringside and Thank putting you. them above the ring in a shark cage. Oh, in a shark cage. But wait a second. Hold on. There's only three people in the match. Why do we have that four McMahons in outer space? I don't know. Are Vince and Lynn in the same shark cage? I, so it, in my assumption is, so Shane would have lost his um, stake in this match because he was... He had the big show in this match, correct? That's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The one guy you should. So what you lose, what you do is lose. what you do is you just pair Shane and Stephanie together because then they inevitably become the ones that buy ECW. Wow. Okay. Long term booking. Right. And <laughs> which I mean, it does. It, it's neither here nor there. It had nothing to to change the match. The reason I do this is because there's so much schmaz that happens throughout the entirety of uh, the build up to this WrestleMania fine, uh, main main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's purely just Vince making it all about himself and his family, and oh, it's, sure. it it bothered the shit out of me. Yeah. So you put them above a ring in a shark cage, and you, now you have The Rock versus Mick Foley for his Triple H in what could be one of the best triple threat matches of all time, and you let them go for 35, 40 minutes. When um, when you have him in the shark cage, uh, boy, I really want to have some live sharks underneath this. <laughs> <laughs> How, how you shark, gonna, shark boy. How are you going uh, to convince Linda to get in a shark cage? Like, let's a Valium. A Valium. Sure. All right. So or oh, or we, we push oh, her. We, we push her we, off the staircase earlier, and she's in the wheelchair. You're foreshadowing yeah. uh, seventeen, where she was in the wheelchair. <laughs> Zombie Linda is is here a year early. Oh, one of my favorite characters um, in WWE. So the, the one thing that I will say is, I'm glad that this was short because it was exceptionally painful to try to rebook this and make it make sense. Mm. Um, but you do inevitably get a really good main event out of it. And Triple H, in my opinion, I would have him go over. Um, and then you could still have that feud. And um, I think The Rock inevitably went on to beat him later on, correct? Um, I think it was like the next day. Or no, they, 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 they wrestled each other in a non-title match the next day, but I think yeah. The Rock was the one that took the title from Triple What was the SummerSlam after this? To th- what was SummerSlam 2000? Oh, I wish I knew. It was that... Um... Foley's retired. I'm looking it up right now. 
I can't for the life of me think of what it was. I know Benoit was it, got into the title mix. Was it Angle quickly. and Triple H? Oh, with Stephanie getting kissed. Yeah, because doesn't Angle yeah. wind up winning the title like a few? The Rock months? defeated Triple H and Kurt Angle triple threat for the main Did, event. Okay, so okay, that's, yeah, yeah. But the Kendrick's Undertaker no DQ match, Stink Face match. The Cat defeated Terry. Interesting. A Stink Face match. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the inaugural TLC match was on that card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And look for what for what I for what you got out of that. If you're looking forward to SummerSlam, there there's a lot of things that you know. Even though it is WrestleMania, you're still you still have something you can build and break apart and yeah, get to SummerSlam for that. You're laying the groundwork. For... Like Jerry Lawler defeating Taz, or Jet. Ja- no, I thought oh, it said Jazz. Is, it's Taz. Taz on your card at all? Um, do you not like Taz? No, uh, was, it was yeah, it was, was it, but like all right, so they they got eighteen guys into that hardcore match. Yeah, that that like you know, you you find ways to use those guys. Maybe you do a four way hardcore match, but what like you know they, didn't they do that the year after with uh, Kane, Big Show, and and Raven? Raven, yes, and Raven yeah. almost killed the power to the whole. I just building. um, I tried to deconstruct it as much as I could and take like the muck out of it mm-hmm. and kind of try to find an emphasis on the best wrestling matches you could get with what they had there. It's very multi-man heavy, which the original was kind of multi-man heavy too. So yeah. you're, you're, you know, more or less like doing the exercise as like, all right, well, this is probably how they would have booked it except for the really Russo ass shit of putting McMahon's in cages, uh, <laughs> above, above the ring. It's not and, believable uh, that they would just run McMahon with the on idea. A pole. And of, of course, <laughs> like the, the whole, like the bringing back of the brawl for all and having Spike Dudley win it. I just I, is, like I think I, w- I want you to book that. Please. I think that is hilarious. That would be that would be hilarious. That's a future episode of this show. Yeah, f- for your next episode, I think you have to book that exact brawl for all. This should, yeah, this should be like a Matt solo show where you just like oh no, I'm gonna take you through the whole guys. Brawl do you for see all. what I just did? To, I think I made this one worse. I think it was the only one that did that. What by making <laughs> your WrestleMania, WrestleMania worse? worse. Well, <laughs> we're not passing judgment. I, I like listen. I, I know you, got you, got, you guys. You guys did event. a lot of homework, and I and I was genuinely impressed with what you guys did. You. Um, I just knew that what I wanted to do was have some fun with it and uh, see if I could potentially make one match better. And I think I did. Okay, because you eliminate Big Show from that that fatal four. I do like I your your uh, your concept around the uh, Euro and the Intercontinental title. Yeah, I don't I don't tournament. remember that ever happening before. That would actually that's. It, it reminds me of like an early strategy that Ring of Honor would have. Like you yeah. do like a one night, like you know, like basically you do almost a like match. a shotgun tournament. And like everybody's fast at round robin style. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, by the way, uh, two out of the three of us had uh, the fabulous Mula on our uh, WrestleMania cards, and I'm not one of them. No, you were. You had fabulous. Yes, Moolah. you did. As a oh, as a uh, as a yeah, you kept uh, that manager. As a you kept that match intact, and I I figured out a way. Um, Tommy, your next your next uh, assignment is to book the hand in a match. <laughs> okay. I'm surprised that, that he he didn't get into. You had Chester Cheeserton in there. Yeah. I mean, the hand was the hand was born like a month or two before then. Like I yeah. figure he could have gotten into. The, you could have thrown them the two of them into the Hardcore Battle Royal. Why really put it over the top? Also, this would have been right about the time where Baby Hornswoggle could have been in that uh, shark cage up above the. It could be. Here's my other thought is I just thought about I don't know why this just came to my mind. How come the hand never trained to be a referee? You could have had the hand as the referee in any of these matches. He went on to do endorsement deals with John Cena as the you can't see me. Oh, hand. okay. All right. Ooh. So he took that direction. Yeah. It's just such a layup. He could just slap he could just jump on the mat three times. 
He's got a job there for life. Oh, boy. <laughs> I ran out of steam, the, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look forward to future episodes when uh, when the three of us do the gimmick uh, Sweet 16 uh, tournament. We, 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 book for, we book from start to finish an hour-long gimmick battle royal. Yes. That hand is getting in there as the ref. Um, but, I, yeah, I think we all uh, – we. We did a lot of work here. Um, we've improved WrestleManias that were normally uh, kind of snoozer WrestleManias. And uh, and I, I think we had a great time. Um, uh, yeah, Tommy, thanks again for coming on, buddy. Like, you, did, you really did an awesome job. If you guys, uh, if you guys see, uh, don't know Tommy, he's on Twitter. What's your uh, Twitter? Oh, I don't even, I don't really. You don't use Twitter. it? No, okay, cool. Media. Uh, um, just... He's just our indie darling yeah. then. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you're ever at a Wrestle Pro show and you see Tommy taking a nap, you know it's not really well booked. So um, <laughs> I'll rebook some of those shows. Yeah, well, when you have a guy named Keck <laughs> on your goddamn card, we're gonna go outside and take some shots. But that's uh, that's the end of the show. We'll definitely uh, feature episodes with uh, with uh, Tommy Schultz on with us here to uh, to help rebook and reestablish uh, some new ways to look at old matches. Um, so for Tommy, our guest. For uh, the solidified, the certified, the solidified five, the solidified five, solidified five, uh, Matt Geiger. This has been uh, Dropkick Basement. I am Mike Madden, and you have a good night.